welcome to episode number 69 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-hosts tonight are Les and Lenore. This episode, we're talking about what we're looking forward to in 2020, stationery and otherwise. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. So it's been a while. I think it's been like a full month, right, Les? Yeah. Yeah, it has. We took a little time off. Yeah, um, which was nice and good and, you know, worked out well for slackers. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I am drinking a flat white with two raw sugars. I went to Starbucks this morning um, and I am writing with a pilot juice uh, in my Kokoyo Jaboon. I can never say that word in the appropriate way. How would you say that last, do you think, or Lenore? Jabun? Yeah. Jabun? Jabun? Kokoyo Jabun Teko Biz 2020 Diary. Um, I decided not to go with a Habanichi this year because I never stick to it. Mm. Where this planner, uh, it has a layout that I really like. It has a monthly layout, but then it has a weekly layout. And within that weekly layout, it also has a 24-hour layout. So Mm. visually I can highlight off like when I'm working and when I have appointments and since I'm such a visual person, I, it works really, really well for me. Mm. So, uh, I've been keeping up so far, but it is only the second week of January. So, Mm. um, also in my world, uh, I got into grad school. Yay. That's so huge. Yay. I'm super excited, but also nervous because it costs a lot of money. Um, And, you know, I did the little calculator and pretty much if I go to grad school, I'll be paying for my student loan debt forever. Um, That was why I, I just realized I sounded like I was being sarcastic when I said yay, and I wasn't. I no. just have all of my own personal, very deeply mixed feelings about graduate school right. and the yeah. idea thereof. So I'm really super excited for you. I if, really am. If I, and Les knows this very intimately, if I were choosing any other career, grad school wouldn't necessarily be as crucial. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like this gatekeepy way to be like, and you have to kind of, you have to do it. And, you know, I got accepted into the school I really wanted to go to. They gave me a little bit of scholarship, but like for the most part, I'm going to have to pay for all, you know, 70,000 of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have to give them $500 by Wednesday for the privilege of being accepted. So there's that fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to go, I'm not going to not go. It's what I've wanted since I started school. It's just, it's going to take a lot of shifting and negotiating with things and, and figuring out money. Um, but that is exciting because then I can start using stationery again. So mm. there's that. Um, but that's really like it personally. But I wanted to talk about maybe for a little bit Baron Fig's change to Baron Fig. Actually, Baron Fig to Baron Fig. Yes. <laughs> I, I, but why? I just, I mean, it's okay. So I don't know why, but I can easily see that like six months into having your business, you're like, man, I wish, I really wish we had just called ourselves this. 
And you're like, yeah, but now we have our business and it's too much trouble to change and everything. And then you have to buy something you know, like you have to buy a new letterhead or you have to get a new order of boxes or something. And you're like, hey, let's just change the name now before we do this. I mean, yeah. you know. Maybe they pay per space. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, just if you're going to order a thousand well, of something, right? The, the other thing that I wonder is, like, maybe maybe they ordered tags for all of their bags. And there was a typo. Someone forgot the space and, like, accidentally like put the end. F. Yeah. Like, someone accidentally <laughs> put, like, put a, a lowercase F and just mashed it all together. And then they have a million little tags. I will say, looking at their website, their bags embroidered on the bags, there's no real discernible space between Baron and Fig. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. I'm looking at my bag. Typo. Typo. (laughs) I'm going with typo. (laughs) A a lot of people thought, too, it could have been like a legal No, there's definitely a space on my bag that I ordered earlier this fall. I mean, maybe my perception is off on the website, but I feel like the bags don't. I got to go look. I feel like the bags really don't have a, a huge space, unless the space is little. I mean, I don't think you change all your stuff because you got one thing with a typo on it. You know, that's a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, the space... I, I, I'm kind of joking, but... Yeah. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but no, I think that... Um, some people are saying, well, maybe it was like a legal thing, like people you know, something else out there is Baron Fig. I don't know. That's easily like, and somebody's going to give them a hard time about it, about how secretive they are. And because everybody's got to have a saying, right? No, I think there's definitely more space between the N and the F than there is between the N and the O or the F and the I. Yeah. Now that I zoom in, clicking through all these different bags and seeing if they have the new logo up on any of them and they don't, the there's no other company named Baron Fig. There is a hair salon called Baron and Fig. Oh really? But it's in Massachusetts and it's on page three of yeah. Google search. So oh my god! So it's like Siberia. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what the reason is? I mean, it doesn't change whether or not I'll buy their stuff or care about their stuff. Right. It just was weird yeah, and exactly. random. Exactly. It was not expected. So, but uh, that's it for me in in my world. So, Lenore, it's been forever. What's going on? Hey, um, well, I'm sitting here slurping up some udon noodles, and because I can make them with hot water in my office, and I don't have to cook them, and um, drinking my favorite Tazo sweet cinnamon spice tea. Um, the stuff that's exciting for me, I um. I just, I really love these little pocket size, the undated pocket planner from Baron Fig. Mm. And um, it's, it's really, really good for me to do my semester at a time and have it handy. And um, well, I've, I've talked about this before, but they have only the 14 weeks of uh, dated page, you know, of, uh, you know, pages printed with the format for the, uh, weekly planner, but it's there's enough empty pages at the back, and it's really easy to do three more weeks so that I can have, you know, a week of overlap with the previous one, um, and do my whole semester and have a couple more, um, couple more weeks after, so that I'm not 
trying to split between two books at the end of the semester. And I love it because it's so it's so easy to stick in my pocket. And I just today finally united it with the 2020 calendar card that comes with the um, field notes subscription every year. You know, the, just like the one little card that has six months on the front and six months on the back. So you have mm. all the dates. Yeah. Because I always stick that in there so that I can look up dates for things farther out if I need to. Um, and, you know, the, the paper in it is really, really nice. And so I was thinking about writing on that because that's the one place I use a harder pencil, like a, you know, like a European pencil or a even a, a number two. I usually go a lot more toward the soft pencils, but I really like having a nice sharp point to write small in my planner. And that made me think about, Dave, you posted that lovely review about the Tennessee Red yes. from Musgrave. Yes. And those are so nice. Did either of you get the boxes, the, the cedar boxes from them? I did. I haven't ordered any. Okay. They smell amazing. Um, the construction on them is not great. Like no. it's okay. It would be, I mean, I can see like looking at that in, you know, in 2019, 2020 and thinking, man, this thing should be cheaper, but actually it shouldn't because, you know, I've got old person syndrome about back in my day, this would have cost a quarter and a half, you know? Right. Um, One but, more. uh, they're really great. Uh-huh. How's the construction on your cedar box? Well, so I bought four of them. I bought two for myself, and then I liked them enough that – or actually, Spawn really liked them. And so she had two teachers that she wanted to give a box of pencils to, so I ordered two more. And it was variable. Like, they all had kind of different problems with the construction. Yeah. You know, like different places where the uh, corner was – you know, like one – of the slats was uh, warping a little bit away from the box. Um, the lids on all four boxes fit very differently. And I actually moved the lids around <laughs> like, you know, to sort of maximize the overall global fit. Right. Uh, so that none of them fit great, but all of them fit better than they did. Uh, or most, you know, two of them fit at all. Yeah, no, my box also the construction, like the, I thought, what is it called? The tongue and groove, like the jointing of the wood. Like oh, I, yeah, the do- yeah. dovetail or something. I wish they dovetail. used not a, it, So it's not a dovetail. No. It's, right. if, it's, if, if it doesn't flare, it's tongue and groove. If um, like the lid is a tongue and groove um, and then it's a finger joint if it's just a square joint. Yeah, and the the corners are, I think are just the square joints. Of course, it's not in reach of where I'm sitting here, I'm, so I can't actually. I have it in my check. hand. It looks like there's tiny little like nails where the where the you know the corners are put together. So yeah. is there a groove where the joints fit together? No, they're flush. Okay, so that's the um. Why am I can't I remember? Because if there's like a little groove where they fit together, it's called a lap joint. No. Oh, my dad would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah. So no, it's they're just they're just the corners are just stuck together. You yeah. know, edged, um, 
face to face with and it's and you know again like it's okay but these are definitely for storing something in your office or in your desk and not for carrying around in your bag and that's fine i just Um, i just take my lid off and smell it every now and then oh my gosh i'm just sitting here like swooning over the smell of this thing because i just pulled it out of the bubble wrap bag um Actually, what happened, because they were having a little bit of production delay, is I gave the ones I had bought to the teachers and waited for the other ones to come in. Yeah. So I actually just got busy, and I hadn't taken them out again yet. But um, I don't want to deter anybody from buying them. I just want you to be aware of what you're getting. Like, they're not as well put together as, for example, the uh, cigar box that's sitting next to me with a bunch of tea bags in it, because that's got the little dovetailed corners on it. Yeah, and I'm not sure if these boxes, I feel like they're, I don't want to say limited edition, but like, I feel like there's a limited quantity. I guess that would make it limited edition. But because last I looked on the Yeah, it may not be a standard long-term offer. Actually, now that I look, um, just the box now is sold out. And then the box that has half Harvest Professional and half Tennessee Red is sold out. So there's just the... The two other boxes left. So now, so here's my experience with the Tennessee Red because you went out of your way in your review to comment that the eraser worked really well on it. Mine, right? Did, yeah. Mine, I might as well not. I mean, I might as well have rubbed it with the end of a big click. <laughs> it was. <laughs> But I was writing because when I was like literally as I was reading your review, I was sitting at my desk and I was I had been taking notes with a Tennessee red on the fig mastermind. Yeah. And it erases like not at all. I sh- like it maybe lightens the the graphite imprint a little bit, but I think it's really dependent on paper. I was just going to is say, my guess. I was using just like a regular penning gear like notebook. Which has right. that smoother, yeah. like almost Japanese texture paper. So yeah, so I think it's gonna really, you know, that's vary. definitely a big YMMV because when I picked up a a Blackwing eraser or the um, what's the white Pentel, you know, with the blue paper sleeve on it, uh, erase the block eraser. Oh, I you do. know what I'm talking about. I do. Because um, that's kind of my default around here. I've got. I've got tons of those and that worked better, but it still didn't really lift the graphite out of the, of the barren fig paper. Yeah. But no, so it just kind of made me laugh. Cause I was like, really, really that erased for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, you know, I think for $9 a dozen, it's reasonable. Um, and I think, cause that's less than a dollar a pencil. Yeah. And again, they smell just, Oh, uh, they smell so good. I got, two Tennessee reds that were weird. I had one that was like each slat was a completely different color wood, which is actually really cool. Yeah. Mm. And then one that had a little bit of like chipping in the wood. Yeah. And I had the one that just a whole, a whole side of it split off when I tried to stick it through my bun. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. My hair. That yeah. would be, um, yeah, so there there are some issues, but I think overall it just they're not they're not enough to be like this is garbage, I will never buy it. And honestly, their customer service has been great to where you can get replacements if you don't like. I've I've seen at least 3 or 4 times um Musgrave reaching out to people trying to replace the pencils that, you know, weren't that great. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I looked up the joint. It's called a butt joint. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. What happens if you use butt joints and finger joints in the same project? <laughs> uh, and then and then tongue and groove. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there, there's it's our episode, episode 69, y'all. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> the innuendo edition. Right. Uh, Reciprocity. <laughs> um but yeah, I and I got the single barrels too. I got two of them. I did too. They're real pretty. One of them, I'm not going to complain about it because it's unique pencil, but a large chunk of it is missing. Oh, yeah? I kind of worry about sharpening it. I I might say something if it's that bad because it's $10 pencil. Knife sharpen. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're 90-year-old slats, right? Exactly. So you knife sharpen. Exactly. Or it could just be the one that I won't sharpen. That's why I got two. Yeah. So. Mm. Oh, and um, Les. Um, yeah. I Spawn and I just finished watching Angel season four. Yeah. Which, okay, so, you know, I had remembered it as being so bad, but really there's like so much plot there. You kind of need to watch it. And I was realizing as I, as we were watching it, well, first of all, it's not as bad as I remembered. (laughs) So that was good. But the other thing is actually there were several episodes I'd never seen and I didn't even realize. Oh, wow. Because I was watching it back in real time, right? Back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't have any way to record it. So, like, a friend of mine was recording it. If I missed it, I would get the recording from her. But, like, I didn't, I apparently didn't end up seeing all the episodes. So there were several episodes in there that I had never seen before, which I thought I'd used up all the Buffy-verse, you know, Mm -hmm. that was on video. And, um... Yeah, so it wasn't as bad as I thought, and I I had finally bought it, but never watched it until she and I were watching it. So that was really good. And we just started on five, which is, now I'm like kind of floored, because I'm remembering how many different plot lines were going on in season five, and it really seems like they should have taken more than a year. Yeah, well, I think they, I don't know when, I don't remember when they were canceled, but they, um... I think they expected to have more time. Yeah. Well, I mean, but they did wrap up a lot of things. But like, I just yeah. remember there were so many arcs that, you know, because we were watching it, because we weren't watching three episodes in two days back then. Yeah. It seemed to go on for a lot longer. So, yeah. So that's been interesting. Mm. What about you, Les? Well, I, Christy and I started a new coffee. It's not really a subscription service. It's a, and I don't want to link to it yet because I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, it's a smart scale. So you put your coffee container on this scale, you link it up to your Wi-Fi, And when your coffee goes below a predetermined amount, that's up to you. It will order you another bag of coffee. Um, and the coffee that's sent to you, you take it similar to trade, which I adore. Um, you take a little survey thing and tell them what kind of coffee you like. And then they send you a, um, artisanally roasted coffee based off of that survey. You can also turn around and select what coffees you want, but it can be kind of fun to get a random coffee. I'm not sure. I don't like the idea of smart home stuff. It feels very invasive. 
And also I can stop at three or four different places, either on my way home or on my way to work and buy a good bag of coffee. So just, I don't know. I feel weird about the whole thing. Yeah. What could Um, possibly go wrong? Well, is it listening? Like, I don't know. A lot of my friends have the whole. Could it be listening if somebody hacked it? Yeah. Um, And granted it's in a cabinet. I'm not even sure it's linking up properly to the Wi-Fi. Christy set it up because I wanted nothing to do with it. I really didn't. I just, I, not to be a technophobe, but I don't want smart home stuff because I don't want it hacked. And I also don't like sharing my data with, like, that's my, my information and I own it. Christy, on the other hand, gives her data away to the world. And yet here I am on a podcast talking about my personal crap. Um, But that's my choice. You know, they're not randomly recording me. I'm actively having a conversation with my two good friends and recording it and sharing it with the world. Right. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm not sure how I feel about the service yet. Um, When I get more feelings and if I feel good about the service, I'll share a link um, in show notes. Not this episode, but maybe future episodes and definitely on Twitter and Facebook if anyone's interested. Um, But I'm drinking this coffee from that service from a company called Fingerprint, which is delicious. Um, so if you ever have a chance to look, to buy some fingerprint coffee, go for it. I'm also drinking water because um, I te- I have a tendency lately to get dehydrated. Same. And it upsets and my stomach gets upset when I get dehydrated. So lots of water lately. I've been I have these like quart sized jars that I carry around the house and just like drink out of them constantly. So, um, I I talked about this, I think last episode, my interest in homesteading and how, um, it feels very alien as a person who identifies as queer. And I decided to do some basic Googling and found a whole area of research and articles written about queer farming and homesteading. Um, and yet still can't find any or many online communities dedicated to it. Um, and I made the mistake of going like following a link to queer, something about queer homesteading on Reddit. Oh man, the bigotry. I just, I felt so bad for the original poster because people were just like, why would you want to create a separate uh, subreddit or community for queer homesteaders? And this is why. Um, it's like a safety thing. But anyway, so I, there's this guy named Isaac Leslie who writes about um, rural queers and queer farming, queer homesteading. Um, his articles are really, really good. So if you ever get a chance to or want to read them, I'm linking to his uh, article list. Uh, on his website. So it's good stuff and you can write to him and get them for pretty much free, or you can oftentimes find it at the library, but great articles um, and made me feel, I don't know. There was this like sense of like, I felt pretty alone as being a queer farmer and homesteader type person. I'm not really, I don't really consider myself a farmer. Um, Maybe next year I'll change that opinion, but you know, I grew up as a farmer and in a farming family. So um, and it's a very, it can be a very unwelcome environment. So anyway, there's, everyone should just go and read it. It's, it's fascinating. Um, I have been, um, 
trying to use up some of my less liked stationery. Um, so I have this green room notebook that I thought was really cool. I picked it up at Target a while ago. I uh, I think I reviewed it on my blog at some point. The paper is terrible for anything but pencil or ballpoint. Um, so I'm right now I'm using a pork pencil, which um, Lenore sent me. It says pork, pork, pork on it and has the shape <laughs> of a pork chop. Um, it's from the National... No, it's from the Kentucky Pork <laughs> Producers at the State Fair this year. Oh man, I kind of love it, um, and I'm <laughs> so I'm goofy. I'm probably going to use it up until the point where it it still continues to say pork pork pork, and then I'll put it in my stub jar because it's just it's hilarious. So I've got you know maybe two inches of use that I will be able to use in it, but that's what I'm writing with these days. Um, I'm still using. I have a. Um, one of the Baron Fig New York City notebooks, which I did review on my blog. I am in love with the patterns on them. And I gave I gave one away and I'm like, damn it, I shouldn't have done that because I really like this notebook. I just um they're just Baron Baron Fig is, you know, always gonna be one of my favorite companies, I think. And I enjoy their products. Their paper is phenomenal. And it just is like that that size, the Vanguards, is perfect for a project like I live in those yeah i yeah. and you know you can uh, i like the fact that i'm not committing to 200 pages i've got 72 pages in that and then when i need another one i can open another one um so having the ability to like have a project notebook that's not super thick um i i feel is very freeing it's sort of like you know when i was bullet journaling and journaling actively in a field notes it's you know there's something about the size and the fact that it's kind of disposable but with the vanguard it's a little more there there's a little more oomph to it you know what i mean yeah no but they're they're really nice and yet they're an accessible price point and they're not intimidating to start because you're not like oh if i don't you know if i don't finish this whole thing I'm wasting it, and yet yeah. my words aren't good enough to put in here, you know? Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. They're really, really accessible in every way, but then they're still they're still nice to use. They're still pleasurable to use because yeah. they're well-made. And then, you know what I was – the other day I was thinking, don't overlook the fact that they're, like, continuous, continuously available in a uniform size. yeah but with different covers all the time, which is yeah. cool, right? Yeah. So, you know, I don't have to worry about having all of these kind of mismatched things mm. um, in my, you know, they're they're kind of matching, but not matching. So yeah. that was, I like that too. I'm thinking uh, that one of the things like ex in terms of accessibility, I think um, like, why am I blanking on the traveler's notebooks, the Midori notebooks? Yeah. Um, I think that those have that similar accessibility other than the cover, which is ridiculously expensive for a slab of leather and a rubber band. Um, I think that the notebooks themselves are super accessible because, you know, you, you're not committing to something that is a hard cover, expensive notebook. You're committing to, you know, something that's like maybe, you know, $3 or $4, depending on who makes it. And, and that makes it so much, it's, it's less expensive, but you're also not committing to that 200 pages of writing so that if you do give up on that notebook, well, you just grab another one and you're not, you know, losing a lot of money on your notebooks. Right. You, can, you have space you can, to work, but you're not, 
you're not committing to a, a large thing that you're not going to finish. Yeah. 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 And I, I, and I think that's one of the reasons that the Midori system, that traveler's notebook system is so well liked. It's that you can, you can slip things in and out of that cover. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at my abandoned, um, DIY, uh, <laughs> Midori. And I'm thinking I, I should uh, whip that out and start using it again. But also thinking about making a cover like the Midori for my vanguards because yeah. the Midori cover doesn't fit it. That's brilliant. Yes. Let me know how your uh, experimentation with that goes because I might. Well, I'm thinking about like, like, do I want to make it out of vinyl? Do I want to make it out of fabric? Do I want to go with leather? Cause I'm trying to, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of going vegetarian again, although it's really hard for my health, but, um, also using more sustainable materials and yes, leather has sustainability. Vinyl is not sustainable unless it's recycled. I have plenty of recycled vinyl, but anyway, I have thoughts. Um, they're not very formed, but I would like to have something where all of the vanguards that I'm using all at once, and maybe this is an idea for Baron fig, um, but creating mm. a cover like a Midori, like a traveler's notebook, for the vanguards where you could put two, three, four of them in one cover and be able to swap them out really easily. Yeah. Um, would Surprised be they haven't done kind it of amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, it's also like something that would be ridiculously easy for someone else to make, whether you're making it out of like, right. I've made a Midori cover out of cardstock before. Um, and that works really well. Because uh, it, it survives surprisingly long. By the but way, I, I don't know if this is a permanent price change or, a, you know, if they're clearancing them out or what. But right now at the Baron Fig website, the train of thought and the portals are still both available and they're marked down to $9 a three pack. Ooh. Sometimes they do that. They do little sales to get rid of stuff. Yeah. Which I would normally probably never hit. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. So that's it in terms of stationary. I've been watching, I, I binge watched Stumptown. And I don't know, have either of you watched it? I have not. Okay. I haven't. Um, it's about a detective who is a uh i don't know if army or marine vet um who saw active duty has pretty severe ptsd um has returned home to portland oregon and is basically a massive screw-up in life she um then becomes a private detective because apparently that's all she's good at and it you know it, it's just it, it's interesting in that context but one of the things that they sort of portray it as is like she has a complicated love life. And then in the ads, they show her with men and women. And I'm not going to spoil anything in case anyone um, wants to watch it. But it, it the way that they're portraying her sexuality is really kind of offensive um, and is – pretty um it's awful that like i'll just leave it at that it's awful um 
And uh, but yet I keep watching it because the show is pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it does in the long run. But there's I have some definite frustrations with um, the portrayal of bisexuality and it's, you know, their offensiveness in terms of that. But uh, this is not that kind of podcast, but the show is OK. Everyone should go and watch it. Um, and that's it for me. Cool. Uh, so our main topic is things we're looking forward to. And usually we go in the order that we go at the beginning of the show. But Lenore, do you want to go first since uh, you have to leave um, at a certain time? <laughs> um, I can. I, you know, I, I don't. I'm really looking forward to kind of just seeing what kind of new stuff comes out. And this is the thing we've seen, like I couldn't have predicted a lot of the stuff I really liked in 2019. Um, I, I, I'm still, my three subscriptions are still, um, just the field notes, the, um, CW pencil and the black wing volumes. Those are the only three things I could, continue to subscribe to um i didn't love the 155 i think it's my least favorite actually it just i there's i mean i like the story but there's nothing about the pencil that appeals to me um and well not nothing uh the shapes on it are really pretty but that kind of creamy white background is just off-putting to me like i don't even want to pick it up um but, you know, I usually really like the volumes. And um, Field Notes has had, I love the National Parks series. I don't know if y'all have looked to see the the covers. I have two of each. So, like, I've, I have two full sets of each. Oh, like, since they've been releasing the new ones on the website, you've been picking them up? Oh, the new, new ones. Yeah. No. Like, I... the entire series is so pretty. They're... I, May, others may, you know, may not agree, but I think they are doing such a beautiful job with those. I love this series. It's so pretty. Um, the only thing is I might start buying them as singles from, a, you know, from a second secondary seller because there's so many of the national parks I haven't gotten to go to. And I have so many notebooks, you know, so I may just kind of buy the ones for the parks that I personally love and have a connection to. But they're. They really kept that uh, that feeling that that homage that they're doing to the uh, to the old WPA posters of the mm, national parks, yeah, the, which I also love. That artwork is some of my favorite. In fact, I have a poster of a bunch of that artwork. I just I don't know. I love the vintage style. I love the I, There's such a beautiful love letter to the right, right. You know, to the to the parks. Oh, oh! Did you guys see we're gonna get a bat quarter? No. Yes. I thought that was Australian. No, the United States. Oh wait, did I? Uh, no, I think. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's a U.S. one. Now I gotta look because I didn't even um didn't even occur to me. It's releasing. Oh no, it is. It's a yeah. U.S. Mint. Yeah. So it's the um, it's the uh, Tuskegee Airmen 
you know, it's one of the national parks again, right? National. Um, shoot, now I can't find it. Yeah, so it's a really cool picture. It's so cool. I love bats. I think they're really neat. And the quarter is for the... Samoan fruit bat. American, yeah, American Samoa. Huh, America okay, the Beautiful. So there, there, uh, so there is a series of quarters that's going to be called America the Beautiful. So the first quarters of 2020 will be a fruit bat. Well, this is the picture I'm looking at still says National Park. So did they just use that edge? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I see now. Okay, so yeah, we'll see. So anyway, that's supposed to come out in February. I'm I'm excited about that because um, and I love you know every time I get changed now, I look at my coins to see if I got any quarters I haven't seen before. I think it's a lot of fun. I like it. I have the I have a um, wall hanging of all of the U.S. state the fifty quarters. Oh yeah, I I have it, and I think the U.S. Mint put out the uh, framed little thing that you plug the quarters into. So my mom yeah. for I Christmas have one, of one year, books, but I don't have the one you hang on the wall. Yeah, so my mom got one for all of us, all, all of for me and my brothers one year, and f- like had she had a lot of fun getting all of the quarters and plugging them in, and we got the we got it for Christmas one year. She got one for herself and then one for each of us, and she has it hanging up in her in her craft room. I have that it in my lovely. spare bedroom. Yeah. Cool little, I don't know, fun little thing. Oh, I see. Okay, so the 2020 2021 America the Beautiful Quarters. So it is it is for the um National Park of American Samoa. Yeah, okay. Hence saying National Park across the top, which most of them don't. So, anyway, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I always just like to see what the new year's going to bring. And of course, then we're going to have an election. So, you know, <laughs> what about y'all? Date, are you going next or me? Um, I can go next. Sure. Uh, so for me, what about you, Dade? <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um, I think at the top of my list is going to graduate school. Um, I'm excited, like I said earlier, to start using stationery again. I miss being – like, I wish I could be a student for the rest of my life. That might sound horrible to some people, but for me, I don't know. I just – I love learning, and I love using tools to learn. So I expect to go through many, many notebooks, um, you know, the next two and a half years. Um but in the stationary world specifically, like you, Lenore, I'm looking forward to the new year ahead and like what it has to offer. Every time I think a certain company releases an edition that can't be topped, I'm surprised. Like, I don't love field notes for many reasons. Um, check the archives of my blog and you'll see. Uh, but, you know, the, those national parks, I had to lift my my uh no field notes purchasing limit to buy them because they're just so beautiful um so yeah so i'm looking forward to new editions of stuff i'm looking forward to actually changing the way in which i use my stationery you know les you mentioned that you're using up stuff that you really don't care for or like stuff that that's just not your favorite 
Yeah. Um, I just bought a new like shelf for my office, so I'm going to be doing some rearranging, and I really need to start using less or start start buying less. Um, I have a lot of stuff, and this year, you know, after after strictly budgeting for an entire year, I used this amazing app called You Need a Budget. Um, it's not an infomercial, but you should totally check it out. Um, it's like the envelope system where you put your money, like you spend your money the minute you get it, um, in different categories. So looking at a year of budgeting and realizing how much I've spent on stationary and hobby related items, um, was kind of a wake up call. And also I think that the secondary market has kind of stalled on a lot of stuff. So that whole idea of purchasing to then make money, it's like hit or miss. So it's not worth doing that. Um, mm. You know, even with, with some of the Baron Fig pens, um, you know, people will pay what they're willing to pay for things. But it's it's not worth buying three pens every time a new one comes out, you know. Um, so yeah, so it's it's scaling back on my purchasing and using the things that I've had for I I've had pencils that I've purchased when I first got into the hobby that I've barely used. Like that's the kind of stuff that I want to do. So less purchasing, more using and really being thoughtful about what I purchase. So this way when new stuff comes out, it's a treat to myself as opposed to well, so new things came out I have to buy them, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So looking forward to that. And then I think finally, for me, I'm looking forward to, just to get really specific, to the new year of Musgrave. Um, you know, at the end of this past year, they really kind of, they released a couple new things. They totally redesigned the way they present themselves to the consumer. Um so I'm hoping that they continue with that because I'm always rooting for the little guy. And when you, mm -hmm. when you break it down, Musgrave is, I mean, sure. They make billions of like pencils that teachers buy for classroom rewards, but that that's not, that's not their, you know, like, like they're the little guy in this. And I, I really am rooting for them to kind of further step up to the plate. Um, because I think the response has been tremendous so far, even with the hiccups of some of the quality control issues on some of the pencils. Um, so, yeah. So I'm looking forward to maybe new pencils from them. Um, yeah. Hard and same. just literally the fact of being able to get something from an American company. Right. Is yeah. so, you know, so difficult now. Right. And I'm not at all patriotic, but... It is nice to get something that is still made in small town America by real people that I could feasibly reach out to and talk to. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just it makes me happy that they're being successful. So but that's that's really it for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this year uh, 2020 is kind of going to be a big year for many reasons, like Lenore alluded mm -hmm. to the election. Um so, yeah, I guess we'll have this conversation at the end of the year and, and see <laughs> see where we're at. Um, perhaps becoming a therapist is going to be more lucrative than ever. 
<laughs> so never no not really um <laughs> job security at least yeah absolutely so so wait uh, i have one question for you are you getting a social work degree or a mental health counselor degree i'm getting my msw okay good well i talked at length to folks and yourself included i remember you mentioning it about a year or two ago when we first kind of met yeah um at least around here, and we live in the same state, so it's the same everywhere. Insurance companies pay LCSWs more than any other yep. alphabeted person. So, um, so yeah. Other than psychologists. Of course. If you get your doctorate, so. And I don't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's eventually I want to have my LICSW and have private practice and not have to deal with um, – community mental health if I don't have to because uh, I know that'll be the first three or four years of my life after grad school yeah so but yeah that's it for me Les what about you um so I I have a, a, a like real hard same with Musgrave as you do I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do in 2020 if they're going to continue to up their game and produce more really interesting things because I think everything that in the last quarter of 2019 that they introduced was amazing. Uh, and, you know, I haven't even gotten my hands on any of it yet, but I really like the way everything looks. And yeah, you know, the box is a little slapdash, but even still, like, it's cool that they're doing it, that they're trying new things. And I want to see what more they do next year I th or this year rather. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to that. I think, I think that um, like you being able to get something from within the U S and also that's just a little different and unique and is also supporting a smaller business is something I really enjoy. So I am really in looking forward to what Musgrave has to do in 2020 um, following that up, I'm also looking forward and I always look forward to, I enjoyed everything that Baron Fig, now that I need to say it fast, it's all one word, um, has produced, um, and what they, I'm looking forward to what new things they're going to do both with the Vanguard, uh, the confidants, um, I, I'm looking forward to more of their interesting limited edition. And I have, you know, I I've talked about this at length. I have this love hate thing with limited editions but yet every time baron fig puts out a limited edition or new edition because some of the stuff that um came out last year was not a limited edition like their work play um wander their various like directive journals aren't limited editions um but then also their limited editions are really kind of cool and I love like the different patterns. And I, one of the things that I really like about the different covers on the vanguards is that it allows me to grab one and know what it is, right? Like as soon as I look at them, like I need my garden vanguard and I know which one it is. Yeah, so exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm really enjoying that. Um, and I look forward to their new collaborations and the people that they collaborate with. Um, I just, I, I think that it's really neat. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and so I am getting ready to take my mental health counselor exam. And 
in terms of gatekeeping, it is one of the most expensive exams. Like the social work exam is relatively inexpensive in comparison. Um, But the LMHC exam is redonkulously expensive. It's ridiculous. Um, And you have to, to, all of the study materials are owned by the company that puts out the exam. So those are ridiculously expensive. There are some off-brand um, te- uh, pre-tests that you can take, but um, it's just ridiculous. And so uh, I don't, I haven't talked about this, but my, my grandmother passed away on um, actually <laughs> January 1st, or actually that's when she got hurt. She, she fell and she's really old and she died the next day. So um, she left me enough money that I can take my mental health counselor exam. So wow. and I think that would make her happy that I was um, expanding myself professionally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, and it's one of those things is like, I need to take my exam, but also I have enough supervision at work that I don't have to. And with your master's degree and as a mental health counselor, as long as you're supervised, you don't necessarily have to take the exam Mm -hmm. and you do have to have about two to two and a half years worth of work to have the hours to even go for your license. Right. And I've got, I've got that at this point, but like, it's so gatekeepy beyond the master's degree. The fact that it is so ridiculously expensive to just take the darn exam and then also study for it is ridiculous. And it's like, it's completely different than the professional organizations, like for social workers, where it's relatively inexpensive to take their exam. The exam material, like studying for the social work exam is so much easier because there's all, it's all out there. But like the mental health counselors are keeping that all buttoned up. It's stupid. It's not very good. So anyway, I have a lot of feelings about that. (laughs) Um, but I'm looking forward to taking that exam and it's all done on computer and you find out immediately after you take the exam, it gives you a tallies it up and gives you a score right then and there, which is fascinating. So you don't have to, yeah, you you don't have to wait. Um, but I know that for me, when I study for it, I will be using some pen and paper. I'll have a couple of notebooks dedicated to it. Um, so that's I'm looking forward to that as well. And in terms of my stationery, like you, Dade, I'm looking towards buying less and using more of my current stationery stash. Um, and I I don't want to like I I am sable. I am several lifetimes worth of sable on all of my materials. Like I have, I like I, I, we were talking about this before date. I think I have like 50 composition notebooks and I could donate them. Um, I could take them to work and I could use them at work, but it's just like, I have so, and God, the number of pocket notebooks that not only the ones that I've made, but also the ones that I've been gifted, the ones that I've purchased. I, I probably have like a couple hundred pocket notebooks I could use up. Um, and I've noticed that I've been using less pocket notebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of my goals is for a while I was doing this lifelong learning thing 
where as I would read something, I would take notes and I'd had, I had like dedicated notebooks for that. And I think I'm going to go back to using my field notes and my pocket notebooks for doing that. Um, and using those outside of the one that I use for corralling my daily life, if you will. Um, because I still carry one in my pocket 24 seven. I always have, well, I shouldn't say 24 seven, like every day of the week when I go to work, when I leave the house, when I'm sitting around, when I'm awake, I have a pocket notebook in my pocket. And even when I'm asleep, it sits next to, it's in the, the, um, the, the little valet thing. Um, now I'm, I have a little handmade pottery thing that I put my, I'll empty my pockets into every night and my pocket notebook sits there overnight. So I have one accessible to me 24 seven. Um, I want to use more of my pocket notebooks. I want to use my composition notebooks and I am going to continue with my use of vanguards for projects. Um, but I think I do want to get back into like the Midori notebook system. And I'm not sure how I'm going to work that out with use of the Vanguard. Maybe I'll just take a couple of Vanguards and put them into my shear and just cut them to size, which feels like a sacrilege in a way. But if it makes it useful. I think not making your gear more useful to you is a great thing to do. Yeah, well, it's kind of the epitome of like DIY, right? Um, I told you, I had a friend who used to say you didn't own your gear until you'd killed it and brought it back to life. Truth, truth. Um, and so the other thing that I'm I'm looking forward to, and it's not at all related to stationary, but I will use stationary to it. I am really looking forward to the 2020 growing season. I am, I've always been into gardening and, and I've almost always had a garden. Last year I didn't. Um, because I was doing a lot of traveling. I was going to visit um, my mom while she was in cancer treatment. And so I was on the road a lot and I just switched jobs. So I didn't get to have much more than a couple of herbs and my, my salad tub. Um, and this year I've got plans on building raised beds. I found out I can get compost and wood chips from the city for free. Like I just have to drive out there and dump stuff into a bucket. Um, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I, oh, indeed, I found Rutgers tomatoes I, for cheap. I saw so, that picture. I got so excited, and I'm already um, envisioning us getting together, sitting outside. Actually, on a day like today, I don't know about you, but it's 70 degrees here. It's yeah, it's like it's it's. Um, actually, let me check. Let me check. I know yesterday I was outside all day long and um i pulled up bittersweet roots and i know they were bittersweet that it was not poison oak this time 71 degrees here right now right um and so i spent i spent most of the day before i went to my work thing afterwards um pulling that up out of one of my side gardens and i'm kind of getting that ready um and it's a garden that i i've composted really heavily it has a lot of worm activity in it so i'm looking forward to putting some stuff in there um building some raised beds and just you know like it, it just it, this is such a tease right, <laughs> right? So like, like i envision in this summer whenever they are ripe and ready eating BLTs with you. Dude, you are welcome to come over as soon as they're ripe and we will have BLTs in my backyard. Maybe a couple of beers too. Lenore, yes. you're invited as well. 
Um, I'm so there. Um, and you know, I'm just like, I'm looking forward to all of the stuff I'm going to be able to do in my yard. Like I've got plans to build a, not a, uh, like an arbor system. Yeah. An arbor system, not a trellising system for my Kiwi, because now that my neighbor put in his, um, privacy fence, which my other neighbor calls the meth fence, um, or the get a warrant fence, uh, it's eight feet high. I've complained about it on the podcast before. I'm not going to complain about it again, but um, it blocks the sunlight on my kiwis for most of the day and they're a full sun plant. So I'm going to build a tall arbor system for it. So he's going to have to see the vines anyway. Um, And yeah, I'm just like, I got all these like little projects planned for the summer and it will use stationary because I'm going to be planning out and creating designs for these things. And it's probably going to use trash paper too. So, like, I'll be blowing through a lot of stuff this summer, hopefully, as I'm planning stuff out. Um, so, yeah, I got I got plans, got hopes, got dreams for 2020 and, you know, also the election. <laughs> I'm feeling the idea of moving stuff out of my house. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so um, is there anything else from either of you or are we good to wrap this up? I think we're good to wrap it up. All right. It's going to be a fun year. Mm, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know what? Wait, I do have I do have one last thing. Yes. I'm looking forward to the continuation of our Facebook group. Yes. Um, and whatever you know. I mean, you, yeah, duh. I, I mean, <laughs> as and maybe as we add Discord to it, and we add other things. Um, really, be. RSVP is such a bright spot on the internet and I love how we interact with one another on that group. It's just, I mean, it's, it's the only reason I still have Facebook. Well, that and my recycling groups, but that's beside the point. Just, it's a compliment to the group. Um, it is just an amazing group and I really love the amazing interactions we get to have with people, how calm, and compassionate and also um, willing to dialogue with one another people are. And I just think that's a huge shout out. And the fact that people are woke enough to listen to one another and change their mind and um, be educated and learn and grow. It's just, it's an amazing group. And I want to thank everyone on that group for making it a wonderfully safe place on Facebook and the internet for everyone to be able to have open, meaningful discussions about so stationary and so much more. So thank you to everyone in the group. And I can't wait to see how we continue to grow um, in 2020. Amen. Well, that's it. Uh, Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. uh, so, yeah, I think that's a wrap for us. Um, like always, I mean, Les kind of did it already, but, you know, thanking everyone <laughs> for, you know, their support. Um, you know, we, we really appreciate it. It sometimes, you know, I'm busy and, and I'll, I'll glance at my phone in, in, while I'm standing in line at a store and I read a comment, I may not personally always respond, but I read them and I see what's posted and, you know, it really does mean a lot, especially on days where, 
you know, I'm stressed out and I'm like, man, I, you know, I don't have time to, you know, record the podcast because that's happened. I'm sure it's happened to you too as well. Um, Mm -hmm. It's encouragement and comments like that that make me really want to continue um, to be a part of this community. And so as always, like, if you like what you are hearing, share it with others, Um, you know, put a link in another stationary group um if you dare uh you know or give us a review um it doesn't always have to be five stars either you can be honest i i appreciate honesty uh so yeah so um you can find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com there will also be a link to the spectrum chat and i swear new year new me i am working on the discord uh channel uh so stay tuned for that i'm actually mapping it out uh you know this week i actually have some free time so but me dade you can find me at weeklypencil.com and you can find me on facebook instagram and twitter at the weekly pencil less what about you you can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, and find my Instagram and Twitter at Original LC Harper. I'm also on the spectrum. Lenore, I was what about you? Over, I was just over there seeing if I still had my login saved to my computer for the spectrum because I really got to get back into that. Um, other than that, I'm uh, I'm at Lenore underscore Hoyt. Uh, on Twitter, and I'm on Facebook through the RSVP group. 